it seems like land is a simpler transaction because there's not like a house involved. That's what um, I mean. Like exactly, it's <laughs> like but land is so much simpler uh, because there's no tenants, toilets, termites. There's no there's no mortgages because most of this land under hundred thousand dollars is owned free and clear because banks don't lend on it. So there's no roof repairs. There's no plumbers. There's no there's no toilet. There's no there's no mold. There's no foundation repairs. Mm. There's nothing. And even from a point of view of even looking, even as the wholesaling a house. You still got to get somebody to go inside that house to estimate repairs and estimate the true value of it. I don't have to go inside the lot. I haven't looked physically and nobody in our team has physically looked at any of the land that we've flipped in the last 12 years. Take those things into consideration, tune out the noise from out there, really ask yourself, know yourself into what are you good at? What is it that you want to do? And then go for that, build it, and then graduate to do more complicated things later. Hey guys and gals, coming at you with a repeat guest. We don't have a lot of repeat guests on the on the Carrot Cast, but uh, when they are a repeat guest, it's someone that I know, I love. It's someone who just drops tons of value. And we had Jack Bosch. I'll, I'll reintroduce you guys to Jack Bosch here in a second. But we had Jack Bosch on the Carrot Cast probably about a year and a half ago as my guest. And um, I've known Jack for probably about a decade now, maybe a little bit less. Um, running the same circles. And when I was down in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, this past spring with my family, Jack and I had a chance to get together, have breakfast, kind of get caught up on where our businesses are, where our lives are, our families. And um, I'm completely pumped to have you back on the, on the CarrotCast, Jack. So Jack Bosch, welcome as a returning guest on the CarrotCast. Thank you very much. I'm excited. And uh, this time I even dressed up for you. <laughs> you did, man. I, I, I love it. So I'm going to catch people up really quickly before we dive into the meat. I'm going to catch people up really quickly sure. um, in, a, in a compressed time frame, kind of what we did on the last podcast, because we're not going to go over a whole lot on what we did in the last podcast. I really suggest people will put it in the show notes. I don't remember the episode number, but look in, uh, go to carrotcast.com or look on iTunes, look for the episode about Jack, where we talk about forever cash, about how do you, how do you really grow true wealth? And he has an amazing book that we talked about and I gave a bunch of copies away and I'm actually going to give away 10 more copies of this again today because it's an amazing book that everybody who wants to truly use real estate to build real wealth instead of just kind of being in that churn and burn hamster wheel you need to get this book. So I'm going to give 10, 10 copies away at the end of this episode. And I'm going to tell you how. Actually, I'll do it right now. What you guys have to do is this. Go to iTunes. Go to iTunes. Find the Carrot Cast. And I'm going to shamelessly, I'm going to shamelessly bribe bunches of people to go give your honest review of the CaraCast. We have thousands, tens of thousands of downloads every single month. And these things just fire us up. And it's going to really help us to get our message out to more people. Go to iTunes. And the first 10 people, the first 10 people, uh, so this, this really incentivizes you to make sure you listen to the CaraCast when it comes out every Tuesday morning. The first 10 people, we're going to ship you uh, the Forever Cash book. We've got a stack of them back in the office still. Uh, leave your honest comment, rating, review on iTunes. First 10 people. Well, we'll uh, about the podcast in general, this episode, whatever you want to do, we'll get one. All right. So we talked about that. We talked about the wealth wheel, all those things. Go back and listen to the other episode. Let's fast forward to today. And when we're, when we're in Scottsdale having breakfast, 
Um, we were catching up and of course land has always been your bread and butter. And we're going to really focus this episode on land, on land investing in this market environment and how you can do that um, and how Jack's doing it. That's still his main business. But then also down there, uh, you guys were just getting ready to close another big apartment complex. And that's a business right. you mentioned that you run uh, on your own. But let's kind of catch people up there. Number one, who are you? If they don't know who you are, what does your overall business look like? And I want to spend a few minutes on the apartment side before we go into right. land. Absolutely. Well, again, I'm, I'm Jack. Um, we, I've been in the real estate industry since the year 2002, uh, flipping land for now, what is that, 17 years? Mm -hmm. um, and what we really do, basically, our business model is we find not just motivated sellers, we find the people who truly don't want the land anymore, which there's actually in the land way more than there's in the housing world. So we can pick up properties, pieces of land for five to 25 cents on a dollar, and then we go either wholesale them at half price or so, or we don't sell them with seller financing where we get a down payment and, and, and then monthly payments. In essence, we make land cash flow. So that's our model. We have been doing this for 17 years. We have done over 4,000 land deals. But then also, as we evolved as humans, as we evolved as investors, as involved as people, we have added additional things to that over time. So it's just like, as we said in our last podcast, if you just flip, you're not really building wealth. You're building a pile of money, but you're not building something that you can just sit back and cash keeps coming in. In other words, mm -hmm. so over time, we started adding something and, and very opportunistic in a sense, uh, in the best sense of the word, I hope, in a positive yeah. sense of the word. Like when the market crashed in 2009, my wife and I looked at each other and we we're business partners. Michelle knows this just as well as I do. We looked at each other and we we're like, there's houses for sale that two years ago cost $200,000. And now they cost uh, only, so you can buy them for $35,000. We, we got to take action here. We got to take action. So we started taking action on these, on these houses and uh, started buying as many as we could physically, uh, physically afford and uh, financially afford. The nice part is through to the cash flow from the land, we actually could afford quite a few of them. Yeah. So we built up in a portfolio of, of rental houses that we still own. They now appreciate in value a ton of money. So it goes back to this wealth concept. Now we get cash flow and appreciation and tax write-offs. And then also, though, in the last few years, we said, like, well, we want to know another challenge because we know land in and out and inside and out. We have a bunch of houses. Let's add one extra thing, which is apartment complexes. Hmm. So we went, jumped in, which apartment complexes is about a million times more complicated. And I'm not kidding. It's literally a million to two million times more complicated than a house flip. Yeah. But it still, it has its benefit, right? We bought one three years ago for $3.6 million that we, with, with uh, all in 4.2 with CapEx and repairs and upgrades and so on. It's on the market for $9 million right now. Hmm. I mean, that's a $5 million up, almost a $5 million. Even if it doesn't sell for that, if it sells for eight, it's a $3.8 million profit in a hmm. matter of three years. You don't see that in many other things, but hmm. the amount of effort and complexity, <laughs> holy cow. It's just, it's a, it's, it's a bear. Let's put it up. It's a big bear. And that's for somebody who's been in real estate 16 years. Uh, we own commercial property. We own kinds of stuff. This thing is a monster. But, but it does set us up for generational wealth down the road because as we buy some, we flip some or sell some, we're going to keep some of these apartment complexes yep. and just literally keep them for generations. Mm. And, and, if over time they pay themselves back, you got an asset that spits out half a million dollars in cash every single year, just in cash flow, 
I mean, you don't need very many of them to ultimately live like the most luxury lifestyle you want or or use have hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to give back to charity and what you care about and and it's all possible but but we do both of that we made the money in land and we continue to make the money in land and we just now roll it over into their asset classes that will provide us financial freedom generational wealth for their for for, for our lifetime and for our daughter's life so uh, I love it. So while you were talking, I was going through and trying to find the page on, on your book, Forever Cash with the Wealth Wheel. And I love this, y'all. So this is page 85. So most of you guys aren't going to get the free book, so go buy the book. <laughs> but it's only like, it's less than 20 books, y'all, whatever. But on, on 85 here, okay, uh, right here, this is the Wealth Wheel. So I'm going to go try to find the start of it. So you uh, save a portion of your income or you yeah. earn extra money, you save a portion, portion of your income. You then reduce unnecessary expenses. You right. invest I mean, in that stupid expenses. Like, uh, yeah. like I realized the other day we're paying, we have Dish Network and we're, we're paying $200 a month for Dish Network. Yep. Crazy, right? I mean, I don't even watch much TV. I watch the same five, three, three things, which is like, which I can get on basic cable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, I don't need this. So literally I'm, I'm about to, to just cancel it and just get $40 a month basic cable. It's $160 a month in savings times 12. It's almost $2,000 a year in savings. You find five like spots like that and you save a ton of money. Dude, I remember it was, I can't remember if it was the last episode we were talking or if we were talking some other time and you were talking about house cleaning, you know, how, how you have a house cleaner that comes in all the time. And, and that was one of those weird justifications. And we, I think we did talk about it in the last one is weird justification where I'm like, ah, but we, we can clean our own house. And, and so we've had house cleaners over the years, but finally, uh, my wife, uh, we found an amazing company that actually their office is here in my building. And, um, and my wife was going to get house cleaning every two weeks. I'm like, babe, but what every two weeks, if they come in every two weeks, then it means we still have to clean house like all the time, uh, because every two weeks is enough. So they come in every week now, um, which is amazing. And that was yeah. one lesson I learned, relearned from you is like, Rather than having that $200 a month go to the cable bill, have it go to regaining your time so you can right. save your spouse some time and save you time. You guys can have better quality time, which I love it. Yeah, we're about to do the same thing with, with, with food. We're yep. literally talking to a personal chef that might come in once a week and cook for four days. Mm. And we made the math. It's going to cost us net between what we spend right now because we don't like to cook. So we go out to eat. And, and eat not healthy meals necessarily or have them shipped yep. to Uber Eats or something like that and something that or just go out to the local burger store or something like that. And uh, we've made the difference in what it's going to be. It's probably a $50 a week difference that mm. is going to cost us more to have a private chef cook for us every once a week at home or perhaps even twice a week and bring it home. And, uh, and the time it frees up and the health benefits it have, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even funny. You think this is like disclosing, but it's actually, once you break it down to the dollars, it doesn't make much of a difference yet. It, it frees us up from going into the car, going somewhere, eating something, coming back or cooking something and so on. And we still like cook on the weekends, but mm. during the week we don't enjoy cooking. So we, yeah. you know, we hopefully, Hopefully we'll meet the lady literally today and we'll, we'll find out if it's a good match and what the cost is and so on. But 
but we already know what the cost is. It's, it's not, doesn't make much of a difference. Yep. I, I love it. And, that, and that's a mindset. I literally wrapped a podcast right before this in our studio and we were talking about money mindsets. And one of those money mindsets was, was people that are not yet wealthy. And I'm not talking just money side. I'm talking like mindset, wealthy mm-hmm. and money. Um, they tend to take their money and spend it on things. Uh, those who are wealthy tend to take their money and, 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 in, aside from investing it, but they, they spend it on things to regain time and for experiences. And, and right. you can see that Jack's doing the same thing there, there and we're doing it. So I, I want to wrap this thought here and I'm actually, I'm showing this in the video. So if you guys listen to this just in the, on the iTunes version or, or Spotify or whatever, go to YouTube and subscribe to us on YouTube over there uh, because I'm showing you this graphic. So once again, I'm going to recap this. You earn extra money, you save a portion of your income, uh, you reduce unnecessary expenses, which what Jack uh, just mentioned there. You invest in an asset. Asset produces cash. Okay, so right here, what Jack was talking about earlier, and I'm pointing at it, uh, it says earn extra money and save a portion of your income. That was from the land investing. And I'm trying right. to piece this together, the strategy here. That's from the land uh-huh. investing. He reduces expenses, and then he invests that money into assets like multifamily. So now, Jack just talked briefly about the multifamily. This particular episode isn't going to dive deep on multifamily. Uh, we may do a future one there. But I want to talk about the first part, which is the part of creating that initial cash, which you guys have done with land. And um, we didn't get a chance really touching that much at the last episode. So you, right before we hit record here, Jack, you had mentioned that, uh, if I remember right, your numbers were something like 90% of your focus is still on land, 10% on multifamily and the other things. So what is your guys's, I I have a few things I I wanna pull out here over the course of this next 20, 30 minutes. Number one, I wanna know what the market uh, is like right now for land? Like, is it good? Is it better now than it was three years ago? Or, or do you have to change your strategy? Kind of what's today look like? And then also I want to dive into kind of what is the strategy? So what, what does your current business look like on the land side? How many are you guys acquiring, let's say on a monthly basis? What's an average type of a, a purchase size? And then maybe what's an average type of a profit size? Okay. Uh, very good. So, so we, uh, yes, so we focus, focus, focus on land, land. We teach land. We teach others how to invest in land, but our focus is on, on the land investing itself. So we, um, we are, um, this year we're planning to do about 180 deals mm-hmm. and, uh, our kind of our goal is about 15 a month. And that uh, includes some of them. They're like groups of deals, right? That we can uh, sometimes, sometimes you sell three at once, you sell five at once and so on. So, uh, but that means it's a couple of sales, really a couple, three sales a week, uh, which is really not hard to do because the market, to answer that question, the market is the best I've seen it since we, almost since we started. So the market is like absolutely off the charts. Uh, we like we alone. I mean, in the first three weeks of this year, we sold properties for worth over three hundred fifty thousand dollars with a two hundred fifty thousand dollar profit. Jeez, <laughs> that's, that's the first awesome. three weeks of it, right? So uh, there's this, uh, and our students doing the same thing. We had a live event in Tampa in January eighteenth to the twentieth. And there were people in the room that already done seven deals in those in from January 1st to, to January 18th. Hmm. And usually there's nothing happening in the first week of January. So hmm. land sales happen all year long, except for a three week window from about the middle of December till about the 7th or so of January. Okay. And that window time, everyone shuts down. Nobody does, no, nobody buys anything. Everyone is focused on Christmas and then on new year and then on recovering from the hangover. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's uh that's kind of seems to be the world but then there's like a switch turns on and then people come back and start buying 
So, so the market has been great. Sellers are out there giving us these properties at five to 25 cents on a dollar. Uh, and the buyers are, are very, very much in, out there looking. And, and actually it's working better than three years and better than 10 years because we have more outlets. Mm-hmm. Like 10 years ago, Facebook wasn't crazy, pretty much not even around or just yeah. barely around. Yeah. Craigslist was around, so. but Zillow wasn't around, Land, uh, like, or was barely around, if anything. Uh, Redfin wasn't around. Landwatch probably wasn't allowed around. So you had to use eBay to sell properties, yeah. or you had to use Craigslist only, and you had to use some online auction sites to sell it, which the results were very, very mixed. So it took much more effort. Today, you can put these properties, you, we, we, you can put them out there on, on these, all these platforms that I just mentioned. And one of our students just literally last week, uh, he put out a property in Texas and within one, within 24 hours, he had 6,000 people had watched the, the, the ad and he had something like 250 contact requests to Facebook Marketplace hmm. and he had the property sold with like 20 people making an offer on it. Wow. And I mean, that's, that's exceptional. That's not always the case. Sometimes the property sits for three, four weeks and before it sells and so on. But, uh, but uh, just illustrating that there's, the market is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the market is absolutely great. And, and we anticipate that even if the, if the housing market is going down a little bit right now, uh, depending on markets a lot or a little, um, we don't anticipate a crash. We just think there's going to be, it's, it's, it's almost like a re- return to normal. Yep. It's kind of the word that I hear from a lot of these uh, house flippers that I'm friends with. And they're basically saying, because for the last 15 years, we have not been living in a normal market. Mm-hmm. Right? From 2004, 5, 6, 7, the market went up like this. Then it went down like, uh, then it had a huge, a steep decline. Then it lingered on the bottom a little bit, and then it came roaring back. Yep. But, but a normal market where it takes 90 to 120 days to get the right buyer to buy your house, uh, without multiple offers, mm-hmm. uh, etc. This is how the world was prior to 2004, right? Yeah. Or to 2005. So most people have just forgotten, especially if you're under 30 or, or 35, you have neither, never even experienced anything else but dramatic ups and downs in the market. Oh, yeah. But for generations, that's how it was. And in that market, we will be doing absolutely wonderful. Because that market is when we started. 2002 was like that. And it was an amazing market. 2003 was that. 2004 was like that. And, uh, and so on. So it's, it's, it's a great market to be in. Uh, so we have no concerns about the market. I, I, I love it. So one thing I want to point out to people too, and we'll, we'll put it in the show notes, is we did an episode of the Carrot Cast. Man, this is probably one of the first 30 episodes, if I had to guess, uh, with one of our clients named Gary Horton. And he's out of San Diego. And the reason I want to bring this up, and I'm going to toss back over to Jack, is... Is, is Gary was in San Diego, he still is, but he was in San Diego working to be a house flipper, a wholesaler house flipper, he's also a real estate agent. And so he did his first couple of deals, he had some big wins in the start of it, and then the market got really hot and some of the bigger buyers came in there and it made it really, really hard for him uh, to really compete. And so there was a lot of people that were still able to make it work, but he's he just like, man, I'm almost like I'm pushing this rock uphill. And so he goes, well, let's look at land. And he actually, he actually worked with you. He, he bought your course. I'm sure he took some other ones possibly too, but I know that he worked with you in some way, shape or form, an event or a course or something like that. And then he goes, I'm going to start doing land. And um, land became his full-time income within 12 months. And so what he had done is he goes, okay, in a, in a market, and then this one's this one thing I want people to really, really think about and, and, and think about and realize is 
is a lot of people when they get into real estate investing or get in as an agent, uh, let, let's just go to investing, they, they get locked into this one model of wholesaling, of flipping, of whatever it is. And they forget to look at it as a business to go, I'm going to find the best opportunity and deploy my time and money to, to that best opportunity. And if you're having an uphill climb in your market with wholesaling houses or flipping houses, um, maybe keep on going at that and get some mentors because it works amazing still. I mean, we have people doing better than ever on the house flipping side of things, but there's this other market over here, which is land, which Gary's like, man, I'm sending out offers and there's no competition. He's like, there's very few people, if any people other than him that are getting these offers in front of these sellers. And uh, it was easier, lower deal size that he's working with anyway, because the type of land he's working with, I want to ask you kind of what type of land you're working with and where you find them here in a second. But it's an amazing income stream. Fast forward, another one of our students, Paul DeCampo, California as well. Uh, he's doing some house flipping and wholesaling. He's like, let me try this land thing. He tries the land thing, starts to turn some deals. Mike on our team, who's my writer, uh, him and Paul connected because Paul's a writer too. And they're like, what if we start to partner on some land deals? And like literally a, a couple weeks ago, Mike hits us up through Slack, our team communication channel. He's like, celebration, uh, we close our first land deal. Cool thing about this, Jack, is that that's like the string from Jack Bosch, like Gary, then Gary kind of teaches um, uh, Paul and these guys and this and works his way up to here. He's in, uh, Mike is in Scotland. Like Mike closed the land deal from Scotland, y'all. Uh, and is in the US. We have students right now that live in Switzerland that have done, one of them has done about 35 deals. He has never, he, deals in the United States and he's never even been to the United States personally. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's, it's, it's off the charts. I mean, literally off the charts. We're getting success stories every single day right now, sometimes two a day, mm -hmm. uh, at least like, Sometimes I skip a couple of days, but uh, usually like about five to seven success stories a week okay. uh, that we're getting in, particularly on a Facebook group we have. And it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. So the market is great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then the, the, the fact that it's an almost non-competition area is really, really, is really, really good. That's, mm -hmm. that's what we, uh, that's what we love about this. I love it. So right, right, same thing right before we hit record. Um, one of the reasons I was pumped to do this is because we we're looking at our data a couple of weeks ago and one of our engineers showed me a piece of data that I'm like, whoa, oh, that's crazy. Um, the vast majority of all the leads that come in through our system are for houses, you know, house, house, motivated house sellers mostly, um, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands a month, just tons of leads. But uh, in January, the number one website across our whole system is a land flipping site. I'm not going to give you guys the domain of it right now, but it's a land flipping site. It's on our system. It's on Carrot. Uh, I looked in the back of a system right when, when Jack and I were hopping on here, over 9,000 buyer leads, 9,000 buyer leads. And uh, this is a, uh, February 7th as of the time I'm recording this. And it's one o'clock PM when we started this. And it was already like, I think it was 12 or 15 buyer leads that day that it came through. So the reason I bring this up y'all is this, is if, if you are flipping houses or wholesaling, uh, it might be a great opportunity to add land to the mix. Okay, it might be a great opportunity to add yeah. land to the mix. A lot of just really good bread and butter stuff. If you're having a tough time on flipping houses or wholesaling, but you still want to dive in and, and do this, add land to the mix. There's less competition. You can build an amazing business and Carrot is helping uh, customers crush it with this. Launch a Carrot site, bring in those land buyers, bring in those land sellers. And now we're going to flip over to Jack and kind of figure out some of the things that he's doing and also where people can kind of follow him and learn more about what he's doing. So what, what, one question that is popping up in people's minds, Jack, is probably like, where are these properties coming from? Are they, are they out in the boonies? Are they like 
nice development lots in the middle of the city kind of what's your what's your bread and butter type of, of land yes so uh very good question and uh, easy answer so there's three kinds of pieces of land that we go after number one is the properties right in the outskirts of town which in the path of growth basically uh, which are attractive for two kinds of buyers. They're attractive for the financial buyer that wants to buy something, let the city approach, engulf it, mm. and then have the appreciation. Like they, a, a, an acre in the city might cost $500,000 or $300,000. An acre five miles outside the city costs $40,000. Mm. So they buy the acre for $40,000. A lot of people get nervous in the stock market. They put some money out of the stock market right now. And, and want to put it in there. Now the city keeps growing. Ten years from now, the city has, has bridged those five miles, has engulfed it. Now this lot is worth three hundred thousand mm. dollars. Pretty good deal. Forty yep. to three hundred thousand dollars all day long in a matter of ten years. Right, ten, that almost an eightfold increase. Yep. So that's one buyer. The second buyer of these lots is people that actually want to retire but realize they can't afford to retire in the city. Mm. especially California that's the case or Oregon or in the West Coast where it's very expensive to, to be in the city most cities are fairly expensive big cities so they look at that they look at I'm gonna get $2,500 in Social Security between my wife and I and they're looking at I can't afford to make a mortgage payment things like that so they are buying a piece of land right now from us uh, like five ten miles outside of town they're paying it off perhaps sell a financing again they're paying it off and then they're going to build a little house there or move a mobile home there and just live there but, and retire on Social Security, have a dignified retirement, but be only 10, 10 minutes away from the city, from the movie theaters, from the doctors, and from the grocery stores. Hmm. So that's number one. Number two is the big acreage in the outskirts of town, and like in, in the rural areas, like the recreational land. We love those 40 acres out there. I mean, think about it. How about owning 40 acres like an hour away from where you live? Would that be, that would cool? be amazing. Be yeah, cool, yeah. Amazing. You go out there, you go hunting, you go shooting, you go uh, dirt biking, you go hiking, uh, you build your cabin, you build, you put you put the bonfires, you bring your RVs, that's kind of thing. That's attract the hiking outdoors community that is a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. uh, the third kind of group is right by the exact opposite in the city, infill lots. Mm. Infill lots are obviously much more expensive. Uh, they're much more uh, desirable, you have to send much more marketing to get them, but then the profits are much higher. Yeah. Like one of the deals that we bought that we just put on a contract is we bought we put on a contract for ninety thousand dollars, but we're selling it for two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Oh wow! Jeez. That's that's a nice spread, right? Uh, but even on the, also those rural area ones. I mean, we we, we just sold two properties in Oregon, uh, actually Colorado. I'm sorry, in Colorado uh, that we. Oregon, I'm thinking of you, but uh, in Colorado, that uh, that we bought for about eight thousand dollars each, but we're selling for forty-seven thousand. That's crazy. That's a, nice, that's a nice margin, right? That's a ninety-four thousand dollars sale for sixteen thousand dollars purchase. I'll do that all day long. Mm -hmm. Now these are seller financing deals, but still, it's uh, we're getting a lot of cash back. We have our money back at closing or shortly after closing. So these are the kind of properties we focus on. Where are they? Who are these people? These are people that own them often for decades, often dad bought them back in the 70s or so, back in the 80s or in the 90s, and dad now because they wanted to move there and retire there themselves, but now their life has changed. Babies were born, grandchildren were born, they want to move there anymore, they want to closer to the doctor, they want to close, or they passed away and the kids live in Miami, living, living, living La Vida Loca, but the property is in the outskirts of Oregon, so okay. somewhere in Oregon, right? They don't care about that thing, they just don't want it, plus because it's land, it actually takes property taxes out of their pocket every year because oh, okay, it doesn't yeah. cash flow while you own it. 
So it's people that bought this, it fell into the hand, they bought it with an illusion of it being something, and then they never did something with it. And they're just sick and tired of paying property taxes and they just want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And that was allows us to buy them at five to 25 cents on the dollars because they're not just motivated sellers. They're truly non-wanters. Hmm. So, so how, and I, I, want, I want to kind of recap some of that for people here because uh, same thing when I was talking with, with Gary, you know, a couple of years ago and, uh, and we were kind of digging into that. The, the, the first thing that pops up in people's minds is going, well, how do you find these people? You know, so how do you find these people? There's the, there's the potential obvious ones of, of um, you know the tax delinquency list or something like that, but where, where are you finding these people in the best prospects right now, Jack? Uh, we're finding them basically from county records, okay. uh, and county records are also represented by data data companies. Mm-hmm. So you can go to data companies like list companies like CoreLogic and those kind of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, there's several other ones, and they now they didn't used to have land lists because nobody asked for them. But uh, by now, they, they, some of them do have it. So many don't. Uh, because, again, the house flippers don't ask for it. Yep. Um, so the land flippers, though, uh, now the few, probably our students have asked for them. And so some of these companies have them. But, but there's still, there's barely any competition yet. Mm-hmm. So we go to these counties. Uh, we go to these lists of services. We get a list from a, from a certain county. Let's say the county, right? Here's a big city. Like my hand is a big city. We go to the county that's right out here. Mm-hmm. Right? We go outskirts of town, right? We go get the list from them. We filter it down by like properties within a certain price range. And, uh, and usually you ask about the price range. The bread and butter is done in the price properties below $100,000 value. Okay. It's anywhere from like five to $100,000. I don't like to personally do deals anymore in the five or $10,000 value range because it's the same amount of work to get a $75,000 deal than it is to get a $7,500 deal. Gotcha. But you're making way more on the other side. Mm-hmm. What it requires, though, is trust in the system. Yep. Because in order to get a $75,000 deal on, 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 ongoing, you usually have to send out some more letters because we actually send out letters. But yep. when we send out letters, we get a 10% response rate, not a 4% response rate like many house flippers, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we get these huge response rates and then deals happen. But still, for $75,000 properties, you get to send out substantially more letters than for the $10,000 or $20,000 letters. So a lot of our students start in the lower price range. And I really recommend that, actually, because mm-hmm. what we want them to have is a success experience yep. we want them to send a thousand letters and have a hundred phone calls come back in and make a hundred offers and have like two or three deals in there mm-hmm. it's like holy cow that i spent 600 bucks and i'm having deals worth profit of twenty thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars that's what we want because yep. once they do that they're one of our future millionaires we have mm-hmm. a, we're on a mission to create a thousand millionaires i love it so so that's the thing. and then over time most of them what they do is they then upgrade to higher price ranges Mm-hmm. And we have done the same. So we we still have some lower price properties um, that we just scooped up because we just they come to us now. We have a website just like like just like yours that where leads come in. Mm-hmm. Ours has been indexed over about fifteen years now, fairly well, and it's yeah. being found by people. We don't even market it; it's just being found through SEO. And uh, so people come to us, they submit the thing. We'll still buy those deals, but we focus more on the little bit higher price properties, and we do a little less of those, but make more money in those. Like we so, have a deal in Beverly Hills on a contract right now 
that we have on our contract for three hundred forty thousand dollars worth one point two million, and we're Jeez. listing it for for six hundred. So what's the like with with that example? What's the scenario with that seller? Because it's in Beverly Hills. I mean, that's that's a spot where it seems like they should be able to find a buyer. Kind of what's that scenario? Right. It's a guy that that lives out of state. He owns that thing for many years. He needs mm-hmm. money. He owns two lots. He's just willing to sell one of them quickly mm-hmm. and just get rid of it. And uh, and and that's 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 the part. Yeah. Right now, it just it's the same story always. So they have different reasons. But bottom line is they just want out. Yep. And uh, in this case, it's a financial thing. He want, he needs like 300 grand. So he's willing to let it go for 300 grand. Who knows? He might be putting it to something else. They'll make him 3 million or so. But yeah. uh, but we don't usually ask too many questions. If they want to give us a bargain, we'll take it. <laughs> That's right. And then with, with your buyer in that respect, is that going to be like a developer, you think? Is that going to be a, a person that just... Yeah, so we're looking, we're looking for a builder here because it's a, it's a lot... Beautiful lot, small, smaller lot for the area, but you can put you can you have a you have a ten thousand foot building envelope, so you can put a nice size home in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one one thing you mentioned a little bit ago, Jack, is you mentioned that you carry some, you do some of yours, you sell some of them with owner financing, mm-hmm. and uh, you talked about we looked at the wealth wheel and how do you have things producing passive cash flow and things like that. Uh, so you've got your multifamily. And then you've got a portfolio of loans, of, of owner carry loan notes that are that are paying you. Uh, is is there a certain? Uh, do you aim to have certain percentage of your deals sold owner finance, or do you just kind of go, hey, whatever deal makes sense to sell owner finance, or do you always start with owner finance? We and I can only speak for myself and Michelle right now. We to us it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. To the beginning investor, it often matters. So I can answer it in two parts. Because yep. we have now done this for 17 years. We're in a different financial situation than most of the starting investor. Yeah. So we are in a blessing situation that we are pretty much debt-free. We have assets. We own rental properties. We own apartment complexes. They have mortgages, of course. But, uh, mm-hmm. but other than that, we are almost, we're pretty much debt-free other than that. And we, we don't need, we have cash in the bank, so we, some, at least some of it, right? So we don't have to have somebody give us uh, a big down payment on the property. And, and you know, so we can afford, let's put it that way. We are okay with buying a property for $10,000 and getting a $5,000 down payment and $500 a month. Okay. So that scenario is we, we're out another five, right? We're getting five down, but we paid 10. So we are still negative five. Mm-hmm. Well, if you only have $10,000 in your name, you can't do that very often. Otherwise, you do two deals and you're broke, but you have $1,000 a month coming in. So yeah. beginning investor usually focus on cash deals more, just does wholesale deals because they need to get out of debt. They mm-hmm. need to pay off some bills. They need to get their head above water. Right? Yep. So once they're done that, and once they have some money on the sidelines and the debt is paid down, Almost everyone is down, shifts focus and says, now I want to sell a financing deal. Mm. In ours, we did the same thing. We were broke. I mean, we started out, we had, we just bought a house. We just, we had car payments. We had house payments. We had furniture payments. We had, we had student debt. We had credit card debt. We got married and stuff. We did this American dream thing of just like, (laughs) which is, which is possible the American dream, but the way it's sold to you is not the American dream. The way yep. it's sold to you is you get into debt up till here and then work the next 30 years to get out of debt. Right? Mm, yep, so and true. So, so we realized that and we used the first 10 months to get out of debt, pay all of that stuff up, uh, 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 off, except for the house we that we carried for another year and a half, then we paid it off. But uh, the we paid off the other consumer debt off 
and put up cash on the sidelines, and then we started doing seller financing. Mm. So today, we don't care. We probably sell 85% of our properties with seller financing, and we love it because yep. every one of them adds three to five, two to five hundred dollars in cash flow. So if you have, if you sell a hundred properties like that, you created twenty to fifty thousand dollars a month in cash flow coming in into your, into your mailbox. And it, what, I, want, I want to break down some math for everyone here too. So Jack Jack mentioned on one side of it, if you got to get chunks of cash right now, get chunks of cash and sell them for cash if you can. And, and get that get that bankroll built up, get your debt paid off. Once that happens though, like I was doing some quick math. So in that example, um, if you if you had bought the property for 10, you sell it a $5,000 down payment like Jack had mentioned, okay, you're getting five back immediately. So you still have five out, but then you're collecting 500 a month. If you look at that y'all, that's 10% a month that you're earning on, on your money over 100% a year. So you're doubling your money every year. So let me ask you this, Jack. How, how long are your owner finance notes for? Are they a year, two, three years? How, how far do you go? They depend on the size of the loan that we give, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like even, you don't even give technically loans in this scenario. It's like, yep. like once you wrap your brain around it, it's like, it's like big money. It's like amazing. It's like, because you buy this thing for five, let's say you sell it for 50 with a $5,000, I buy it for 10, you sell it for 50 with a $5,000 down payment, uh, you you don't have to take $45,000 and give it to somebody for them to give it back. You just got the value is in the discount that you got. So you got in the $40,000 discount and now you're allowing somebody to pay the balance of that loan over time. Hmm. But it still is a note. It still is an asset. It's an IOU that they owe you $45,000 when they start making their first payment. You can sell that as a note too. Somebody's going to give you $35,000 for it. And, and you made a $30,000 profit just that way. But we structure a loan such that the monthly payments are affordable for our buyers. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is like, if, so, if, if we do a $5,000 deal, somebody gives us $1,000 down and, and we finance $4,000, we're not gonna structure it over 15 years because otherwise the monthly payments are gonna be like $12. Yeah. Right? It's, not, it's not worth it. But instead, we structure that to do it over a couple of years, maximum mm-hmm. three years. And then the okay. payment's gonna be like $75, and that's at least uh, a decent payment. I can at least go take my wife, or take, take, I don't know, we don't go for fancy <laughs> dinners, but we can go for dinner, my wife and I, for that, right? Yeah. Cool. We have both a nice, uh, like the Cheesecake Factory with a glass of wine each, right? So <laughs> it's 75 bucks. So, but we can, but if they owe us $50,000, and we stretch it over three years only, their payment now is going to be $2,000 a month or something like that, yep. which is most people can't afford. Mm-hmm. So we're taking that one and stretching that one potentially over 15 years so that the payment becomes like $600. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's basically, it's a sliding scale. Like the more they, they finance, the longer the time period, the less they finance, the shorter the time period. So then on average, our payments are between $75 and about $900 that we receive. And that's affordable to most people. Yep. Do you, do you have a, and I'm just, I'm just thinking this through, because honestly, I've, I've got a pile of cash and I'm even thinking about someone on my team or a local person I know here who is wanting to get going on some investing. I'm like, what if I could take some cash over here, work with someone, have them kind of go through your program or something. I supply the cash and get good returns. We find some way to split it. How, how, how quick are you, do, do you, I guess is one of your criteria payback period. So in that $10,000 deal, you yeah. bought it for 10, you put five down. For me, I'd probably like, I want to get my money, all my money back in six to 12 months. And after that, it's all gravy. Do you have a payback period that's a minimum yeah. for you? 
we want our money back if we can within a year to max. Okay. So on that deal that we sold for eight, bought for eight thousand dollars, sold for forty seven thousand dollars was a seller financing deal. They only put down fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's not very much. I was a little nervous with that, but I figured, what the heck, why not? In that case, they're making five hundred and net five hundred sixty-five dollars a month in payments. Mm. So that is six thousand. You, you help me there. Six thousand three hundred or something dollars. Yeah. Uh, so something sixty-five hundred, sixty-three hundred dollars a year mm. in payments. So if we give us fifty, if they give us let's say six thousand, let's just make it round it down. Six thousand dollars a month uh, a year in payments. If they get, so that means that if they gave us five, uh, $1,500 down, we still are owed $6,500. Mm-hmm. So basically with one month, one year and one payment, we have our money back. Gotcha. That's okay with me. I'll do that. But again, as a starting investor, if you don't have any cash, you can't often do that, but you can do exactly what you suggested. As a starting investor, you find somebody like you and have them give them, have that person give you the money and and now they become co-investor in you. And let's say you split the payments. Like it's say it's just just if, if you couldn't do the deal without that person, is it fair to give that person half the deal? Sure, right? So they do half the deal. They get you get a five hundred fifty five hundred sixty five dollar monthly payment. You split it in half. Mm-hmm. Like one gets two eighty, you get two eighty. So one gets two eighty two, you get two eighty three, or whatever it is. And that's nice cash flow on your money. Mm-hmm. Now in this case, your return will take a little longer. It takes like two years to get your money back. But that's still okay. That's still a 50% return uh, on investment per year. Mm-hmm. Most people would be happy with that. Yep. Also, if you have a good reputation, now it comes all down to personal reputation. And that's such an important factor, as you know, right? Yeah. If you like the one thing, like I don't, I don't care. If I would lose all the money I have, I know I can rebuild it just on one thing, personal reputation. Mm, 100%. Yep. Because like... I, the other day, we needed a loan for, for, for one of the apartment complexes. We needed a bridge loan of a million dollars. You know what? We just talked to a family here that just had come into some money with two meetings over coffee, which is like they just wrote us a check of a million dollars. <laughs> yes, That's of course, they got a note with it and everything and so on. But we got the note. We got the million dollars done. No points. The reasonable interest rate. Just like. That's how it. That's that's how important your personal reputation is. So it's so crucial to do to say what you do and do what you say and follow up and if you're committed, follow in and so on. But but bottom line is um, that's I forgot what I wanted to say there. But I, if I lost it all, I would do it again. And I don't know what we talked about that with. Uh, I forgot. You, you're you're good, man. It, it was it was amazing stuff. I've I've got a question here for you, uh, and we've probably got like five more minutes in this, and I'm really really pumped to. To, to give people these last couple of nuggets to piece some of the pieces together sure. that want to go out there and take action. Um, so going back to the Gary Horton interview, once again, he, he uses both direct mail as the primary source because the competition just really isn't as much as there. Yeah. And then he uh, uses online and he, he's, he was finding a really good source of online leads and deals that were getting a really, I mean, it was getting a bunch of land leads and deals, mostly buyers, but also a bunch of sellers were coming through. So, What's your marketing mix look like for finding sellers first and then we'll flip to the buyer side next? So we consciously only do, sell, only do direct mail. Mm-hmm. So it means like uh, um, for that's, that's our marketing method. We have used that marketing method for 17 years. It works like a charm. It continues working like a charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in areas, there's like, there's, as I said, there's very little competition. There's like probably six counties in the entire United States where there's a bunch of students now competing with each other. 
Mm-hmm. What that means is like there's 20 students in one county. Yep. Oh my God, right? It's like you look at Portland, you look at Phoenix, there's a thousand people chasing houses. Yep. But there's now 20. And this is because they know we are active in that area. So everyone goes where we are because it's like if Jack does do deals there, then I should be doing deals there. Gotcha. But you know what? We're still getting deals. So we're doing direct mail. We're still getting a similar response rates. We're still getting similar deals. It's it's just not an issue. Mm-hmm. And and but also as I mentioned, our website we don't do much on it. But our website has started to be indexed enough that uh, well, really well that we are now starting to get seller leads through our website, just submitting deals to us. But also we have a student. We have one of our students is actually also a coach in our coaching system, uh, who is actually an SEO expert, mm-hmm. and he has built his website uh, and, and branches of his website, and he gets seller leads, he gets about 250 seller leads a month. I, I, I just, believe it, man. Just through SEO. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then also he does SEO for buyer leads, so he gets a bunch of buyer leads. So he doesn't even send out any letters anymore. He only does the online thing, yep. only through SEO, which obviously you're the expert of because with Encourage, I mean, that's what you guys have mastered. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the cool thing, right? Like the, I, I did a video, a whiteboard video the other day and uh, I call it the ebb and flow of marketing and on there, uh, I don't have anything behind me right now, but on there, there's kind of like this little line like this and a lot of marketing methods, depending on how, how much, how many people dive into a market using the same marketing method, you'll see the response rates of that method go down and then people stop using it and they're using this other one. Then it goes up five, six, seven years later. It's just this ebb and flow. There's always these, these ebbs and flows of almost all the outbound marketing that you're doing. The inbound marketing continues every single year to get more powerful and to improve uh, because more and more people are taking out their cell phone you know, and they're, they're Google searching for things. But like you mentioned, where, where, where land kind of throws a wrench in all of it in a good way is it doesn't have the ebb and flow with, with direct mail right now because the competition isn't where houses are. And the only reason there's an ebb and flow in, in cold calling, right now cold calling is hot on the, on the house side of things. Direct mail still works great, but it's, it's less so as it was five years ago, is because the competition. So many people drown out the market with those. You don't get that in land right now, y'all. So if you want to go into a more insulated type of a market, uh, which the, the funny thing is this, Jack, I mean, it, it seems like land is, <laughs> I mean, you, you might have a differing opinion because I've never done a land deal, but it seems like land is a simpler transaction because there's not like a house involved. That's what I mean. Like exactly. It's like I would say. I mean, I love houses because we have almost fifty of them. Yeah. Um, we love apartment deals, but land is so much simpler mm-hmm. uh, because there's no tenants, toilets, termites. There's no there's no mortgages because most of this land under hundred thousand dollars is owned free and clear because banks yeah. don't lend on it. Ah, uh, yeah. That's why when you're selling, you're selling with seller financing because they can't go to the bank. If they don't have the cash, they want to buy it. Seller finance is a great method. You become the bank. But there's also there's no roof repairs, there's no plumbers, there's no there's no toilet, there's no there's no mold, there's no foundation repairs, mm. there's nothing. And even from a point of view of even looking, even as the wholesaling a house, you still gotta get somebody to go inside that house to estimate repairs and estimate the true value of it. I don't have to go inside the lot. I can use Google Maps, Google Earth to see the lot. It hasn't changed since the last time they took a satellite picture. Yep. The grows the trees have probably grown by that much, but other than that, there is no change to it. So I haven't looked physically and nobody in our team has physically looked at any of the land that we've flipped in the last 12 years. 
That's crazy. I love it. I love it. So now buyers, really quick, I want to drop the buyer side of it. So you get a property locked up. You're you're sending out direct mail pieces that says, hey, you've got a piece of land. I'd love to buy it. Call me or go to this website URL, whatever the CTA is there. Uh, uh-huh. You guys negotiate. Um, you lock it down. You see there's a good spread there. The seller got great value because they were able to unlock this cash that's stuck in the land that what? they thought they could never sell. And you really helped them out in a big way. And now you and go- By the way, that cash sometimes is 60 bucks. Sometimes they make 60 bucks or 250 bucks, but go ahead. Yes. But they get out from underneath the, the taxes, yes. right? And that's what you're exactly. mentioning before. Yes. So now you go to pair it up with the buyers. So where are you guys finding the buyers? Uh, online. So okay. we use uh, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, huge right now. Facebook Marketplace is like the number one place right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, um, uh, Zillow, Redfin, um, different websites like that. Then there's some land specific websites. These four are free, right? Yep. But then there's some that you pay for. Landwatch, Lands of America, Landflip uh, are great places to get this. Or as you mentioned, you can set up a, a website with you guys and the land specific website and, and get 9,000 leads that way. And like, like get <laughs> fire leads, fire leads today. We also use some advertising. Like we have an opt-in page in our website. Obviously we created our website before, before you guys, offer was there and we just yep. kept our website but but I, if i would start today i would get a get a service with you guys and and uh because what we do also direct we do advertising online and pay-per-click advertising through google straight to our website because it's a product right they don't yep. have anything against it uh google we can do we haven't done facebook marketing advertising because we haven't really figured out uh, like the keyword just because somebody's interested in, in real estate doesn't mean they have a piece of real estate to sell exactly it. but a facebook about google works really well because you can keyword advertise obviously there and if somebody says land for sale in xyz uh they or they're looking for land you're interested in that mm-hmm. uh then then they can come over to us we can even advertise the exact subdivision that we have yeah. Like that cost almost nothing because you get barely any clicks but any clicks you get are highly specific and highly relevant because if somebody's looking searching for that subdivision, they're going to look for property right there, and this is what they click on, and that's what we have. So, so you can do we do some banner ads sometimes on on Landwatch uh, to get people who are looking for land to come, and that is is a very nice lead generation that enabled us to build a buyers list of like twenty eight thousand people. I love it, man. And and so I, I want everyone to write those sources down because that's the cool thing is you should be using a mix of, of free uh, resources at the start because that's the easiest to use and then amplify it with paid. Free, then amplify it with paid. So he gave you a bunch of free sources and then he gave you some really, really good paid, more targeted sources as well. And one thing that we're testing too, Jack, is like if you were to Google a search phrase like buying farmland in Roseburg, Oregon, as an example, um, you're going to find a, the number one ranking over land watch, over land and farm, over all those is a carrot site. It's a client who... I used a new feature of ours. I want to toss out to everyone uh, that's listening to this. You guys aren't using this feature as much as you should. So use this feature. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, it's called Video Post. And Video Post, you take short videos, three to five minute long videos ideally. Uh, the reason for that is because the average person speaks about 120 to 160 words a minute. And in Google for organic, they want to see you know five to 800 word articles usually to really get ranked really well. So if you, if you speak a five minute video, that's probably about an 800 word article. Okay, if you speak a three minute video, that's probably about a 500 word article. And so you go out there on a piece of land or you do whatever you're doing and say, hey, um, if you're looking to sell your piece of land in X and da da da, whatever it is, like do, do different ones in different spots representing different p- p- types of land. 
and make sure that you're saying the location, you're saying the words that someone might search. Okay. If you're looking to buy farmland in Roseburg, Oregon, or if you have a piece of, if you have a piece of land, you're looking to sell in Eastern Oregon, like things like that, say the words that they might be searching, upload it to YouTube. Then you take the link, throw it into video posts in our feature. Uh, we yank the whole video in, we send it out and get it automatically transcribed. We make a written article for you automatically. So it's got title, uh, it's optimized, has the video, and then it has the full written transcript below. And if you Google, you know, buying farmland in Roseburg, Oregon, the number one result over all the other national sites is a carrot site that did a three minute, 23 second video. And I want to toss this out to people. Do exactly what Jack mentioned, do direct mail, amplify it with online. Uh, the other guy was going SEO, but you could, they both work. I think direct mail is probably, not probably, it's definitely more immediate. SEO takes time. And then if you guys really want to swarm your markets, in addition to your direct mail, as they're searching for stuff online, then you do a video like that every week for four months, for five months, for six months. And all of a sudden you have 10, 15, 20, 30 pages up on the internet for all these different locations that you're buying in. And you're going to start to take those rankings down. So, um, Guys, I want you guys to seriously look at land this year. And Jack, uh, there's not a lot of people that teach land out there. Uh, you're the one that has been consistent over the years. You're the best one out there. Uh, I, I remember years ago, years ago when we were connecting, you were still focusing on land. And that's one thing that we'll see a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of educators, they do flipping because flipping's hot here. And then they're like the multifamily expert because multifamily's hot. And then they're the land expert because whatever it is, they change their expertise all the time. Uh, you've been the only one that I know that's focused primarily on land from the beginning, and that's your bread and butter. So that's what uh, we've done. I mean, by the time we came out there to even teach this, we had done like over three thousand deals or so, mm. uh, or something like that. And we've done now well over four thousand deals. And uh, and why would I teach anything else? Now I do uh -huh. apartments, apartment complex, but that's I'm not teaching that. I'm doing this as an asset allocation method, following our wealth wheel method. Yep. And then, but just quickly. I just literally, I just got a message, uh, and I can show it here. So yeah. we just sold a property here for uh, while while we were while we were recording this podcast, we just sold a quick sixty five hundred dollar cash sale. Probably made about five thousand dollars on it. Literally while we we're talking here. I love it. I love it, man. So Jack, where where can people find out about you more? I know you've got a bunch of great content online, and you have courses and events and all that stuff. Uh, and I trust you. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're gonna. No. Where where can people find out about you? So the easiest way to find out about us is just simply go to uh, the name of, uh, of, of our brand, is Land Profit Generator. Go to landprofitgenerator.com. Uh, that's where we where you find us. That's where you find videos about us, where you can watch webinars and things like that. Uh, obviously, we have a Facebook group. The Facebook group is uh, called uh, Land Profit Generator Real Estate Group. So it's all about the Land Profit Generator because that's it, what it is. It's a it's a method that generates land profits right yep. and uh, it's a land profit generator it's the most successful program in the industry right now not in terms of number of students we're a very small program but in terms of student success mm -hmm. right? in terms of student success i would literally say our program is probably the minimum three times more successful than the closest guy 10 times more successful than most guys out there now you can go test it out yourself then go join the facebook group the facebook group is full of uh, it's free and it's and uh, our students are posting deals there almost every single day go oh. check it out bro check it out and then check out landprofitgenerator.com i love it i love it y'all and i know you guys probably have lots and lots of questions so the spot to ask those questions on land is just go to jack's facebook group guys
that's where you need to go right there. So I want I want to finish it with this. Um, the reason that we wanted to have this this episode, number one, I want to I want to bring Jack back back on and hang out with him. Uh, been friends for for years and years and years, and just so uh, I'm I'm always like impressed at what you're doing, man. And I know a couple of years ago uh, I, I had mentioned that. As, as you guys are starting your mastermind and I was on my journey growing carrot, one of the things I was really struggling on was how do you build a team and how do you like really step into leadership? And, and uh, you guys are, are, were one of those inspirations of me early on, like, man, uh, they know how to build teams. They know how to do this right. They, they know how to do this stuff right. And so it was really cool following some of your guys' guidance. And as we've grown our team here at Carrot, uh, I, I oftentimes look fondly back on some of those email threads we had going back and forth and a phone call or two. So thank you guys with your, your mentorship, even though it was a thousand miles away. Um, and, then, and then next- Likewise, man. Likewise. You build a great team there and a great organization and a, and a great culture and a great success with uh, Don Carrot. Wherever I go, people talk to me about, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on our Carrot. I love this team. I love them. So cool. you don't even know how, how, well, you probably know, but, uh, but I hear it all the time when people praise you out there. Thanks, man. It's like, yeah, and I know him. <laughs> That's right. It means a lot, man. And then, guys, what I want you to do is this, okay? Look at 2019. Look at 2020. And, and look at your overall marketing mix and strategy for producing cash on the wealth wheel. Cash. What's your strategy then once you have enough cash that you invested in assets that then produce more cash and you just keep it going around on the wheel? What is your strategy of producing that cash right now? And I want you to seriously look at land because we've been helping people flip land uh, using the internet for years and years and years. Jack, Jack has been helping people do it at a far larger scale uh, uh, using primarily offline for sellers for way longer than I've ever even been in this business. And I want you guys to, to pair up the two and go, okay, I'm gonna start to go out there and add land to the mix because it's such an amazing asset class right now. Such an amazing thing to add, attach onto your business or do that if you're having a tough one on the house side of things. And we can help you over there. And I want you guys to go uh, find Land Profit Generator online and have Jack work, work with you over there. And then what I want you, uh, I'm gonna fill the, finish this out right here, guys. Forever Cash. I've got this book. I literally have like 15 or 20 copies in my assistant Jen's office. and uh, anyone that comes up to me that talks about, hey, how do I actually create wealth and what's that model for it? Um, this is the book that I refer them to. Okay, there's a lot of books that people can read, but I'm like, Jack broke it down really simply, but it's also a sophisticated but simple model. And I'm like, you need to go read Forever Cash because it's going to change your mindset around it. It gives you a model. Um, and then go find your model for creating income, land, houses, whatever it is. But the first 10 people that go to, that go to um, iTunes and give a rating or review as of the time that this is published. So if you did it three months ago, it doesn't count. Okay, as of the time this is published, the first 10 that go there and give a rating or review on how you've enjoyed, how this podcast, not just this episode, if this episode did hit you amazing, but if what, what, how has the carrot cast in general impacted your life or business? We want to know that it fires us up. First 10, we're going to send out a copy of this book for you. Jack, appreciate the heck out of you hopping on this call, man. Um, um, really pumped. Thank you very much. To Can I quickly add something to the book? It's actually out of yes. print. Hundred percent. It's out of print, so you can't. You only can get it on Amazon or the secondary market. I have a couple of hundred more copies at home. You have a few copies at home, yep. but so make sure you leave that review, and so you get one of the copies. Because otherwise, on Amazon, they're charging like an arm and a leg for it on the secondary market. Uh, I, I love it. So I'm glad you said that, man, because that adds more urgency, guys. Go over firsthand, give the darn radiant review, and if you want to get the book, I'm sure you can connect with Jack, go to his Facebook group and say, I want to buy your book. Uh, it sounds like they've got some copies in their office. So Jack, appreciate you coming on here and spending the time with our community. Uh, any parting words uh, for, for the community? 
Well, you're, if, if you're listening to Oncare, you you know where to. This this is a great great company to to work with, and uh, I hear nothing but raving reviews about you guys. Literally, I mean, not just saying that because I'm a guest here and I want to no. Uh, so I, literally, I've never heard a negative thing about Oncare. It's like it's it's really a great place. So, but from an investing point of view, uh, I always say the same. It's the same thing. If you hear me on other podcasts, it's always the same closing words. The closing words, in essence, is very simple. Tackle, what I've done when I started out is I tried a bunch of stuff and I couldn't get anything to work until I found something that would enable me to actually make things happen with the knowledge, the capability, the confidence, and the courage I had in that moment. We call it the four C's, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the uh, a knowledge is not a C, but uh, basically the, it's the courage. So we had, we had no knowledge about real estate. Coming from Germany, no idea. So Wherever you are right now, if you're already an expert in real estate, then great, grab something that, that you can wrap that expertise around. If you're a beginning investor, if you failed in real estate, if you're struggling in real estate, grab something that you can wrap your arms around. So we found land for that. And then after land, after we mastered land, after we gotten a bunch of deals done and we gotten that courage and we gotten that capability, right? And we gotten the confidence and we gotten the capability. Those are the four C's, right? Mm-hmm. After gotten those, that's when we moved on to more complicated things in life, right? That's when we moved on to these hyper complicated apartment complex deals, right? That's when we moved on to, to, to house deals. That's when we moved on to some other investments, then we went into commercial and things like that. But, but at the beginning, I wasn't there. Mind space, knowledge, capability, confidence, it wasn't there. I was like, I would have run the other way around. So, so grab, start where you are, find a method, pick a method, and obviously land is what we did, but pick a method that, that suits your, also suits what you like. Because even if you're in an asset class that you don't like, you're not going to last. Yeah. Right? And so take those things into consideration, tune out the noise from out there, Really ask yourself, know yourself into what are you good at? What is it that you want to do? And then go for that, build it, and then co- and then graduate to co- do more complicated things later on. Uh, I love it. I love it. Everyone, have an amazing, amazing week. Go to uh, Land Profit Generators Facebook group. Join that Facebook group. Get in Jack's community. Go give the rating and review. One thing I forgot to mention to y'all is I have no clue who you are if you give a rating and review on there unless you use your real name. So here's what we're going to do is go give the rating and review. If the first 10, we'll get it. But you also have to go follow me on Instagram. Go find me on Instagram. I'm Trevor.Mock, M-A-U-C-H, Trevor.Mock, M-A-U-C-H on Instagram. Follow me over there. Then DM me and say, hey, I left a comment and uh, blah, whatever it is. So we'll go over there. That way we can match them up. Awesome. These people left comments. Now we know how to connect with you, get your address and mail it to you. Instagram comment or uh, um, iTunes comment, Instagram, DM me and follow me and let me know your address. And if you were the first 10, we'll ship it to you guys. Have an amazing, amazing week. Jack, thank you. Um, And uh, just really appreciate you, man. Have a great week. Thank you.